0: I'm Jessica, and this is Homecoming, finding yourself in life's little moments. Hi, dear listener. I'm sitting out near my favorite sandstone rock, overlooking the vast Pacific. It's latish in the afternoon, about 4 p.m., and it's a soft, warm day. It's a Sunday. The atmosphere is quite clear, which is a blessed thing. We've had a lot of bushfires, and maybe this means that they're a bit better in the state in which I live, in Australia, down under. So I'm looking out over the vast Pacific, as I often do when I make these podcasts, and the sea is a crystal clear green-blue. I can see the reefs below. You can probably hear the crashing of the waves below me. You'll hear, hear people walking by. It's a Sunday, so lots of people are out. I sometimes sort of marvel at how the promenade near where I live, just a stone's throw from my apartment that skirts the the water's edge is a beloved place for so many people on the weekends many people come and walk from you know they come from all sorts of parts of Sydney and parts of the world and it's a bit like a microcosm of the world because the numbers of cultures are just astounding um, you hear many many different languages and see many many different kinds of people and they're all walking along the water's edge on the walkway and between the rocky outcroppings and the water as it's lapping onto the rocks below and everyone's enjoying the same thing so it's a beautiful thing And as I'm uh, looking out, you know, to the ocean here, I'm up on a kind of promontory. So I have a beautiful view, and I love love having this view, you know. There are lots of different creatures in the world that enjoy being up high and having views down, you know. There's something about that. So I'm one of them. (laughs) And as I look out, I see those little pink buoys, which I have mentioned to you, they're called shark drum lines, and there are actually more of them than there have been before. So perhaps they're finding that they're successful in attracting the sharks. And then what happens, as I've explained, is that the sharks are attracted to the bait that's attached to those buoys. And then a signal when when the shark takes the bait, the signal is sent to the shark office, and a boat comes out and escorts that shark out to sea you know way out past where the shark would be a, of a you know a danger to to people so um that's where i'm that's where i am and i've been enjoying doing these sort of musical podcasts frankly i'm a musician as many people know i'm not particularly a singer but i've played an enormous amount of piano over the span of my lifetime and uh, within the last say kind of ten years I um, had the opportunity to play at a lot of holy places, a lot of sacred sites, a lot of churches of different denominations and so I learned a lot of hymns, you know, a lot of a lot of really beautiful music and those hymns now fill my mind even when I'm not sitting at the piano and the words so the hymn that i shared with you yesterday in african-american spiritual is called "A bomb and gilead and it's just one of my favorite favorite hymns but um when i play it you know on the piano it seems to just kind of dissolve easily and effortlessly into another of my favorite hymns which is amazing grace and uh you know music's like that it's interesting um you know they call these things medleys when you kind of mash up more than you know two or more um, two or more songs or pieces of music. But those two hymns just seem to go together so well. And I actually played a little bit of Amazing Grace yesterday in that podcast. But as a result, I've been thinking about it. You know, I've been thinking about that hymn, and the words have been running through my mind. And yesterday, I uh, I played it in assisted living. Residence. I do that about once a month and um, they love it when I play that hymn, they love it when I play that hymn. There were probably about 50 people there and in a circle around the piano and uh, they all know that, that song, they all know that hymn, they know the words to it and they sing with their hearts, they sing with their hearts. So that's a particularly wonderful moment in these little performances that I give, is singing that hymn with all of these people who are in their 80s and 90s, and even some are 100 or more, you know, and they've been singing that hymn for a long, long time, a really long time. So the thing about that hymn, you know, is, is that always just gets me is the last verse, The last verse is like a miracle of thought and beauty and music and expressiveness and the words come into my mind so often, you know, because there's something about those words that evoke eternity and evoke human life at the same time. So I'm going to sing a little bit of it. i have just sing that last hymn to you and then maybe talk a little bit about it. But it goes like this. When we've been here ten thousand years bright shining as the sun we've no land days to sing God's praise than when we first begun. So, you know, dear listener, I think about that verse a lot. I think about it a lot. And I wonder to myself, you know, as I run those words in my mind, when we've been here 10,000 years, bright shining as the sun that's looking down upon me at this moment, bright shining as the sun in this afternoon sky, bright shining as the sun, unimpeded by much of anything, a few clouds, you know, and that's it, it's shining down on me. When I've been here 10,000 years, when we humans have been 10,000 years, bright shining as that sun, we've no less days to sing God's praise than when we first begun. And you know, I think about that. What does that mean? when we've been here for 10,000 years on this earth shining like the sun shining in the image of God an expression of the force of the divine itself what placed us here what gave rise to us myriad humans here on earth When we've been here for a long, long, long time, shining like that here, bright shining as the sun, we've no less days to sing God's praise. We've no less days to be in awe of that miracle of life, the miracle of the great, infinite wonderful mystery that's given rise to us. Even if we've been here that long, 10,000 years, we've no less days to be in wonder, to be in awe of that mystery than when we'd first begun. So, you know, I think about that, dear listener, that that awe, right? That awe, that wonder the cherishing of that which is infinite and grand, that's true and good and infinitely beautiful. Our awe in the face of that is a timeless thing. And no matter how long we're here and no matter how long we've been here, We've no less days to sing the praise of that which is there, you know, in our midst, in and beyond us, in and around us, in and in and around us, in amidst us. We've no less days to sing the praise to be in all of that power than when we'd first begun, you know. And I sometimes I wonder to myself, dear listener, perhaps you do. I wonder, where am I in that 10,000-year continuum? You know, where are you and I, each of us, in that 10,000-year continuum now? In 2019, almost 2020? Where are we in that 10,000-year continuum? And I think 10,000 years is, in a sense, a euphemism for the span of human life, you know? back, 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 way, 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 way back, goes way, way, way back, 10,000 years is just a way to say that, you know, back farther than one can almost imagine, but there it is, you know, so I wonder where am I in that continuum, but I have to say that when I sing that song, when I sit with all these people who are in their 70s and 80s and 90s and even over hundred. Some of the oldest people on the earth at this time, you know, if you've lived to be a hundred, then you're in that tiny minority of people who were born at the end of World War One, you know, and who are alive now by the grace of God and everything else that's gone into the, each of these people's lives. It's quite something. I sort of had a sort of funny thought because... I had a very dear friend to live to, who lived to be 102. She was a very, very dear person to me. She lived to be 102. And she was determined to live to be 102. She's English. Because when you live to be 100, when you turn 100, you get a letter of congratulations from the Queen. And she made it. and She got that letter from the Queen. She lived to be 100. And then I think to myself, oh my gosh, the Queen herself may live to be a hundred and I wonder who will write the letter to her, I'm sure many thousands and thousands of people will write a letter to the queen when she turns a hundred if she does, so reflecting back dear listener on these ten thousand years, you know that we exist in, in that continuum of time, stretching back, back, back and then forward into the future, you know I like that thought that the awe that I feel, you know, when I play this song, the awe that it evokes is a kind of eternal quality. And I guess that's what's really inspired me to make this little podcast today, because there's so much in our midst that can evoke and inspire that awe. And I think that really, in the end, that's what's going to save us. It's awe in the face of the magnificence of life of its tiniest things and its grandest creatures and of all the extraordinary wonders that fill this world you know the beautiful things that fill this world whether you see it in the faces of people you love in the little creatures great and small the big creatures and uh, the vast sea is it's stretching out before me and the sky and the sun Bright shining as the sun, we are in awe when we're in awe. We're bright shining as the sun in our awe. So, I really believe it. It's beautiful. So with that, I'll bid you adieu and thanks so much for listening. And I wish you the very, very best. Now and always. Now and always.